The sponsor of today's episode is Morgan Morgan Fitness. You can reach out to her on Instagram at Morgan Morgan Bonafide or at www.morganmorganfitness.com. Don't forget, guys, we are now on YouTube. You can find us on all podcasting platforms and check out our new merch at www.crowningmomentpodcast.org. The interview question of the day, remember to listen, pause, and answer for yourself. Do you have what it takes to be an international title holder? Why or why not? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest, and she is going to introduce herself. Hi, guys. I'm Stephanie Arisa, your Miss Mission International. I currently live here in Houston, Texas with my lab. I am an owner of a B2B digital marketing firm, um, which I absolutely love. And then I'm just so excited to be able to talk to you guys about our pageant system and what I want to do this year. Amazing. Well, I'm so glad that we could have this episode come out for the listeners out there. Definitely. I want to learn more about what Mm -hmm. Miss Mission International is and how did you get involved? Yes. So Ms. Missions International is fairly a new system. Um, It's going on around two years, but this year when I got crowned is the first year we actually held the pageant. So as the title says that, you know, Ms. Mission International is really honing in on the different missions that make our world a better place. Um, And so when they approached me and I kind of just heard the story. Um, I have been doing pageants for a while and then kind of stepped aside, focused on my career and my business. And then when I heard the mission behind it, really just allowing girls to come forth with their specific mission and their specific dreams at heart and to bring that out to this pageant system that actually supports them. So it's extremely um, beautiful to have a pageant system that um, is willing to support what those candidates and like their winners, what their specific missions is. So, you know, we're working with different um, societies around the globe that just being a voice for a mission and having a personal mission as a woman, I think is extremely important. Um, and they really hone in on being allowing that their candidates to embrace that. That is amazing. So with this mission aspect, what is your, I guess, personal mission or personal statement that you're using throughout your entire year as Miss Mission International? So I went in really when I was thinking I have, a lot, I think everyone and, you know, we have our personal goals and our personal missions, but I was like, this is my time to truly, truly, truly just make an impact in the world. And I wanted to focus on three areas that are very dear and dear to my heart. Um, the first one is honing in on the elderly. I think, uh, you know, back home, I'm originally from Colombia, South America, and I actually just got back from a mission trip there. Um, and I went to some of these elders' homes, and it was just very touching to, you know, to hear, to talk to them, to kind of hear that they're almost like forgotten. Um, And I want to be a voice for that, for I think like for our, especially for our young generation that we kind of sometimes think that we're limitless and that we're never going to get there. Um, So that's a very personal mission for someone. I mean, I think we all love our grandmas and we realize how much they've done to us and how much, how much love they give us that we just get so caught up in our lives that we forget to pay a visit or really give a phone call or volunteer at our local nurseries. And just like by being there, they just bring so much life. And, 
being able to dance with them and realizing that, you know, regardless of where they are in life, even if they're older and they're, you know, can't move that much, like we can still bring joy. Um, that's one of my very personal missions. And then I'm um, a nature by heart. I love nature. I, when I'm not, you know, at home working, um, cleaning, I'm outside walking, spending time under trees, grounding, going to parks. Um, and I feel like with everything that's going on with the climate crisis, um, I really want to promote ecotourism because I want to share like the brighter side of of this, you know, show the world um, different areas in ecotourism, specifically where I'm from in Colombia, um, and allow people, you know, to see that we need to be more conscious about how we're, we're living our, our day to day. And then a very personal one is called Befriending Your Brokenness. That is actually my own platform and my own nonprofit that I hope to establish as a nonprofit next year. And it's as someone who's endured, um, you know, much healing in her life through just healing the inner child, recognizing that there were parts of me that were broken and that needed support. I want this to be a platform for others to not be ashamed to talk about their emotions, not be ashamed to recognize that, you know what, I'm hurting and I need help. Um, so those will be my three main specific personal missions as Miss Mission International and then working alongside with the wonderful organization, being a voice to, to uh, charities and corporations around the globe that are truly making a difference. Those are amazing points, definitely, to be pointing out. In the elderly, one of my favorite episodes that I've done so far was with the North Carolina High School America Queen, and she talked about using the Brave platform for the Miss High School America organization. Instead of using it in classrooms or going to young children, she said, you know, going and talking to the elderly. And she was very passionate about that. So hearing that twice is such an amazing thing because that means more people are recognizing that not just kids need time and care and attention, but also our elderlies around us because they have worked so hard their entire lives, you know, to get where they are and just giving them a little bit of time or good conversation really does make their day truly better. And that's what I say with this to all of our listeners, call your grandparents, call mm -hmm. friends, Talk to the people in your apartment complexes. I have a really sweet old gentleman that lives right down the hall from me. And every time I go by, I say hello because his grandkids aren't here. He's, you know, by himself. And so making them feel like everyone's their kid is one of the nicest things that you can definitely do for those around you. And with that nature aspect of it, you mentioned that you're from Colombia. Tell the listeners a little bit, I guess, more about how you came to the United States and what you liked the most about when you were in Colombia. So everyone listening, I agree. Call your grandparents <laughs> and get to know the people around you, especially those that, you know, are elder and might need help with groceries. Um, it just makes them feel loved. And I think one of the main things as humans, if we share love and kindness to others, um, the blessings and just the gratitude we feel within is super important. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm originally from Colombia. I came to the States, gosh probably when I was eight years old. Um, and, you know, Colombia has had um, kind of a dark image. I mean, it's changed in recent years, but it has had a dark image with, you know, the cartels and the drugs. And it was very unfortunate time for my country. And my family and I were one of the people that were very affected um, by that, that danger zone. So we kind of had to, you know, my parents had to make a decision for our future, which, um, 
they say that nothing bad comes if nothing greater is coming. And now I understand, like, I am just infinitely grateful to God and the universe, like, that I'm here um, because I love this country. It's given me so many opportunities um, just to grow as a woman, to to experience new cultures, to really hone in on my personal skills and my career uh, and my passion pageantry, um, you know, but Colombia is a beautiful country. It's, I mean, as some of, you know, uh, they're very well known in the pageant world <laughs> for the Miss Universes, our top five, um, our coffee beans, and then our emeralds. So if anyone is ever doubting about Colombia, trust me, it is. it has changed. It's not the Colombia that has been in the past or has been in the news we love people and we, um, you talk to any Colombians, we just want to share that light that Colombians have and that passion. So highly recommend everyone to go to visit, um, to see it's so like just so much nature everywhere. Like, I think I, that's, I love going back. I went back probably like five times and I'm going back at the end of this year again. and it's like honing in back into, to the nature and greenery all around. I love that. And one of the questions I had asked Miss USA a few episodes back, Arbany, she was talking about her Filipino culture. And I want to ask you, you know, do you have a family dish or something that you guys still keep within the family that y'all make at holidays or any sort of fun festive, mm -hmm. I guess, meals you would make together? So buñuelos and natilla, which is like cheese balls and I guess similar to like Juan, uh, if you want to put like a visual aspect on it, every single year, I mean, to the starting actually today, um, no, December 7th is Dia de las Velitas. So it's like when we light up like just little candles and, you know, we thank God or we, whatever higher power you believe in, and you kind of light the, your candles, your 12 candles, uh, for the wishes that you have. And then you start up by like making buñuelos and natillas all the way up until the New Year's. And that's something that me and my family have done for a very, very long time. I'll be doing it, unfortunately, not the velitas with them today. I'll be doing it here in my apartment in a safe manner. <laughs> safe manner, won't burn it down. Um, and then we'll be getting buñuelos en natilla every single year. Uh, and I'm super excited to go back in a few weeks because my mom makes like the best buñuelos they're like cheese balls and just like so soft definitely you know if you're competing in a pageant you got to train you got to stay away from them but <laughs> if you're enjoying life like i am right now a little bit uh they're so tasty that is so awesome i always like to just ask about other cultures that's something definitely everyone can learn from and with being miss mission international have you gotten to experience going to other countries yet or is that something that since the system is still so new they haven't really gone into that area yet we will um coming here in the next year we'll be visiting you know puerto rico um doing some mission work there Portugal, um, doing some mission work there. We're looking at going into Brazil as well. Um, and then, you know, back home in Colombia. So we are branching out um, as an international title. Uh, you know, I think it's important just to like raise causes around the globe as well. So we will be, we will be um, this year for me, I was able to just go back home and do my own mission work there. 
That's amazing. So I want the listeners to hear a little bit more about what the entire system is and kind of the phases of competition. So will you give us just like a like a snippet from what it looked like competing for Miss Mission International this year? It was such a like family environment. So we had three, we have three divisions. We have our teen, we have our miss, and then we have our elite. So for anyone at, at different stages in life, you know, we're allowing a platform for them to share all their amazing talent and confidence on stage. And like through pageant week, it was actually in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. So that was super cool because I've never been and I love the beach. Um, so I just almost felt like at home and the whole, just the system, the directors, they're just wonderful. They just really care for their candidates. Like their main priority was our safety. We actually competed. Well, we landed and then Fiona happened, the hurricane. And they were just amazing uh, how they treated us, like ensuring that we were first safe, like no matter what, like our safety was their priority. And they just made us feel so loved and just like, you can be yourself, you know, like you could just, you don't have to put on this face or like this, just be yourself and shine who you are. And they really transmitted that. And so like through all of pageant week, I have to say like, all of the girls were just like super supportive, like, oh, let me help you with your dress or what do you need? Like, let me help you with your makeup. Like, I can't say like there was nothing that like I can complain about um, with the with the group and the sisterhood itself. And we created such a beautiful sisterhood. Like I have friends now like in Canada that I'm going to go visit. And in New York, I met a lot of girls and I actually went to go visit. And it was just a beautiful sisterhood and like family environment, if I have to put it in two words. That's amazing. And then with your phases of competition, did you have to do swimsuit or evening out or interview? What did that look like? So for, um, yes, for the Miss Edition, so it was swim, evening gown, and interview. Um, and they were just, my favorite's always swim. <laughs> my favorite has always been swim. So when you went to the Dominican, what was some other things? Did y'all get to go branch out? Because if you see like Miss Grand International or Miss Universe, they normally like explore the area around them. So did y'all, were y'all able to explore any of the amazing area that y'all competed in? We did. We actually got to go, um, you know, kind of see, I mean, because the Dominican Republic is like very beach and um, like just nature itself. And they took us on like this amazing, like boogie ride around the, like further away from where we were at. And that was like the funnest thing ever, because it was like totally getting out of your pageant form of the makeup, the hair, the lashes. It was like, literally we got into boogies and we were like riding through like mud holes, dirt. And then we went to go uh, like to a cenote, which is like a, like a big water, uh, water reserve. Um, so that was super fun because it was totally different, uh, just totally out the, out the norm of the pageants that I've done in the past. So that was super cool. And then we did a lot of sisterhood bonding around as well. So, uh, um, they got to show us like a different side of the city as well. Oh, that is so exciting. I love when they let you go and explore the area and be able to get out of, like you said, that pageant headspace. You now can just be yourself and a whole group of people. You're not in competition mode. So that's so fun. I'm so glad that they let you guys just explore a little bit. But with that, 
where is the pageant actually like, you know, like sometimes pageant systems like Miss USA was in California or Texas. Like, do y'all have a main home place for the Miss International system? So since it is an international title, the idea is for each. So, you know, we have the three winners for the teen, the Miss and the elite is to select the country for one of those winners to host um, the pageant within the next year. So I'm very lucky and I can announce it that next year it'll be in my home country in Colombia. So that's going to be super exciting for, for the girls. Cause they're really going to get to um, see like that international experience. So it's kind of like, you're thinking back like in Miss universe when they used to do it, like in Thailand and Panama and like all these different places. Um, and I think like, that's just really exciting. That is amazing. I would have never thought to do it in, you know, you have these three title holders pick one of their home countries. That is amazing. Well, I'm super excited to see, you know, what it looks like in Colombia. I definitely will be following all of the social media and all of that going on. Do you know exactly when the pageant will be held or have they not released that yet? So they haven't released the date yet. So um, they haven't released the official date. Um, it'll be sometime, you know, September, October around the that quarter of the year um so stay tuned because it's going to be super super exciting um, and then here on out you're like i'm just excited like i was like i'm you know once i hand off my title if it's somewhere else like i love traveling i will be there i will be supporting i will be supporting the girls so so we've talked about the Miss Mission title, I want to get a little bit more on who are you? And I want to have the listeners hear a little bit more about you. We've heard about stuff that you're very passionate about, but what has your pageant career looked like before Miss Mission International? I started pageantry when I was actually 15. All right, let me re retract that. I think I started pageant the day my parents conceived. <laughs> Kid you not, like my mom. Okay, so this is a, this is a true story. When my mom found out she was pregnant with me and that I was actually a girl, she was like, this is going to be my beauty queen. My mom, her whole life, like when she was younger, she wanted to compete in pageants. But, you know, just back in the days, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a lady like for where she grew up in her stage. So when she got she's like, this is going to be my beauty queen. So I was like maybe five and I would walk around the pool and I was like, hi, mom, I'm Miss Universe. Hi, mom. And like, I would wave my little hand at five years old. And then it was finally until I was 15, uh, you know, that I was like, mom, I, I want to do pageants. And she's like, what? She's like, no, this is like my dream come true. So I started doing pageants, won my first pageant when I was 16, a local pageant here in Houston. Um, and then ever since then, I think I've done about seven pageants. Um, I represented the U.S. in two international pageants. Um, one in Mexico and then one in my home country in Colombia. Um, and I absolutely loved just the growth and the experience and the sisterhood that I had um, and putting myself in uncomfortable situations too. I was just more of like a shy kid. I was always a lot taller in my group. Um, I was a little bullied when I was younger. Um, so like putting myself in those situations um, really helped my growth. Um, and then I started, I kind of had stopped, I think I mentioned, I had stopped doing pageants and then the Miss Mission International system. And then it just very, it was very aligned to where I am in life and where, how I want my voice, how I want that to impact others. 
And I think that's super important when you're looking into a patent system that just goes in line with what your voice, um, the voice that you want to give out to the world. So here I am. That is so fun. Well, I'm so glad that we could hear a little bit more about what has happened before. Now, I'd like to ask these kind of questions because they're very odd, but it gets people to kind of, you know, come out of their shell. So I like to ask kind of like this or that. Okay. Okay. So this or that, would you rather have coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. A hundred percent. I love it. I grew up. That's right. I should, I should have known the answer to that one. With having coffee, would you rather make it at home or grab it on the go? Make it at home. Make it at home. Okay. Okay. Are make you a, a cook at home person or grab dinner out at night? Cooking. Cooking. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's your favorite, I guess, meal to cook? It can be something like a PB and J. It can be basic, but what's something you like to cook? I love making arepas. So they're like a Colombian, like just like patty, corn, corn-based patty flour. I love making them because like I can make them for breakfast, lunch, dinner. I love making them. And they're just fun to make because they're like sticky in your hands. So. <laughs> That's so awesome. Okay. If you could talk someone into doing Miss Mission International, what point would you make to them? Like what is the one thing you would make? You have to do it because of this. Well, I think we all have our personal mission. So it's a system that's going to support you um, throughout your whole reign through, I mean, support you, even if you don't get selected as a winner, they're still supporting the girls in so many different areas. Um, so if you have your own personal mission, like why not share it with someone that is aligned and willing to support you as well? Um, and to just not be afraid to go for it, to go for it, to spread that voice, to spread that love, to spread that light, to spread that personal mission that we each have. Cause I think, you know, we feel sometimes in pageantry, oh, we, I need to focus on this or I need to focus on that because like, that's the buzz right now and in pageantry and in the news. And it's like, no, it's like, it's your mission and it's there for a specific reason. And I feel like that's the beauty of this system. It's like, you don't have to be in a box of selecting the issues that you want to be a voice for. That is amazing. And I think it perfectly sets us up for the last question for the podcast. Are you ready? Ooh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like to ask everyone the same final question. So in what way has pageants positively impacted you? Wow. The list is infinite. I think if I have to put it in three words, confidence, reassurance, self-esteem. The confidence level of just putting myself in the uncomfortable positions. And, you know, a lot of times, like when you're a kid and you get bullied and you have all this stuff that gets stuck into your mind and you're like, no. And like, so putting myself in the uncomfortable positions of being a public speaker, um, having to do my own makeup. Like I used to be such a huge tomboy. And then like, when I started like getting more involved into pageantry, like I was like, oh, I like embracing the feminine side of me. Um, my self-esteem, just really getting to know, I think like when you're prepping for a pageant and the prep that goes behind it, you get to know um, your flaws, your strengths and the areas that you need to work on. And that really helps improve like my self-esteem. And then just an overall, just becoming more passionate about like who I am and my voice. Um, Cause at the end of the day, I think like when we go into pageantry is because we really 
have a voice that we want it to be heard around the world in the States and that I have a voice and that it deserves to be heard. Um, so I absolutely love it. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, I'm so glad that you could share a few of your missions with us today, as well as telling the listeners a little bit more about who you are. And I just want to say thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. And I cannot wait to watch your journey for the rest of the year. And I definitely will be posting about when the next Miss Mission International is when they finally release the dates. So that'll be such a great competition to watch. It's another one that's out there for international that people, if they want to join in on. And luckily, we have 50 52 countries that listen to the podcast. So we have a lot out there that can kind of catch in on this. So I would love for you to share your social media or what way that they could contact you on how to join Miss Mission International. Yeah, definitely. Feel free. I'm your friend. I'm just Stephanie, another Groswell, making her dreams come true. Um, so follow me on my social media um, at Stephanie. Uh, underscore Arisa at Miss Mission International. Um, there are our platforms and then definitely, you know, ask any questions, any concerns that you might have, any doubts. Like, like I said, we're very, we're a family system. We care about our candidates. We care deeply, deeply about their well-being. So if you have any questions, concerns, you know, I'm just your friend. That's amazing. Well, again, thank you so much for being on here today. And you know, guys, you never know what happens in the future. So I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. Check out new episodes every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern on all podcasting platforms and at Crowning Moment Podcast on YouTube. Don't forget to turn on that bell notification to know every time I post and subscribe to Crowning Moment Podcast.